Welcome back. This is Fantastic Pains and How We Hide Them. I'm not Chris. And I'm not Karina. But we're here together. As usual. For more shenanigans and some... I'm excited for these conversations, actually. Yeah. Um, we've got topics galore. It took us a while to figure it out. But yeah. we're, we're there now. Well, we normally like base it off our experiences over the week. Right. And this is a good one. So. Yeah. We kind of had to like really think about the week because, holy crap, it's only been a week. Yeah. But also, it's been a week. It's been a week. <laughs> it has been a week. Oh, my God. Um, if this is your very first time joining us, hello and welcome. Um, this is our podcast where we talk about life with chronic illness. Yeah. Um, mental health issues and just many voices. We want to hear from all kinds of experiences far and wide. And our goal within that is to kind of help people feel a little less alone. So expose the suffering in the world so that we can all suffer together exactly fun times you can find us on youtube uh, audio we do spotify we do most everything except apple never apple so don't don't look for us on apple um we have a tiktok account where uh-huh. we put all of our goofs which yep. is really good and we have a discord, discord server which we absolutely adore with wonderful wonderful people who have been around for quite a while with us and um are just kind and lovely and thoughtful and are happy to support however they can. Mm-hmm. They're great. So join our budding community. It's a good time. Yeah. Anything else? Have we missed anything? No. I think that's it. Cool. We did it. Look at us go. <laughs> Sorry. We're like struggle bus today. It's been, it has been a week. Yeah. Um. So diving in, I think that that brings us to uh Time for the weekly recap. Check in. Indeed. Um, oh, man. Who goes first? I had less week than you did. Yes. So you go first because then we can draw connections. Yes. Because my week is full of nonsense. Let's see. What did I just hung out with people online all week, really. Oh, I spent a lot of time with the kids. We found this oh, game yes. that we like. It's like a card game. It's called Slay the Spire. I don't know that one. It's it's cool. It's like you, the idea is that you're it's a random like it's roguelike, so it's yeah. always different, and you get the you choose what cards you want and like build little decks and oh it's just fun. Oh fun. Sophie's really into it and I love playing with her. So yeah, that's different that they are like card game time. Yeah, well, and there's a lot of math in it that they oh, have nice. to do. So I'm like secretly keeping their skills sharp. They don't know it. Right there, you go. And no regression like reading and mm-hmm. you know choosing the right cards that have specific abilities it's fun does your son read a lot i know sophie does he does rory yeah um i think he's he's trying harder now yeah he got he had like issues with writing like his handwriting isn't that great oh okay so he's practicing that but he likes reading good good he's his vocabulary is off the roof like oh my god i know like Like, both of them always have been (laughs) <laughs> it's like talking to 13 year olds in like tiny little bodies yeah um, um so yeah i did that um played online with austin and people mm-hmm. all week what else did everybody felt like there's something that happened this week from but i can't remember oh i can talk about my little impostery moment oh yes i guess okay so i've been having like crazy anxiety yes not panic attacks anxiety attacks i guess yeah which is just annoying like being super um paranoid about things or right. like reading like too much edge. into things yeah. yeah um and i was watching tiktok and this poor girl <laughs> was talking about how 
her shoulder was out and she couldn't set it. Like she would like put it in and it wouldn't stay. Oh in. no! And I was I'm watching it and I'm like, yeah, that's EDS, all right. And then I look at my shoulders and I'm like, damn it! <laughs> I, I you you've had them repaired. I know. <laughs> I know, and I've seen inside of them. I know that they're know. Ish, but like I'm like I don't have EDS. What is this? I'm just Imposter faking. Syndrome. Which is why earlier I said I, when my rib came out and went back in, I was like, oh okay, good. I do in fact have EDS. I still have EDS. Still, still. I just needed a, like a visceral reminder. Yes. No, it's I get. Been a while that. since I've had like a bad dislocation or right. Like I've had a lot of like slipping, but not all the way out, right. and and not painful as bad right so i needed that yeah that oof. well you're also doing the tylenol thing yeah. too which i think helps with a lot of well, that and like the last two years i've been a lot more mindful yeah i'm not damaging myself nearly as much mm-hmm. i'm being way better about my movements and and yeah. i'm resting more when i need to rest and just good it's good but i don't have the constant yeah. reminder of problem right it's like anytime you wake up and have a good day you're like i've been faking this entire exactly. time Yes, that hit me hard. Yep, I understand. Right in the anxiety too. Like I was like, uh, uh, everyone hates me. Uh, everything's falling apart. I'm perfectly fine. It was weird. Life is a nightmare. Oh no. Yeah, but yeah, there's a med that I'm missing and have been missing, so we know how to fix it. And why I've been having weird panic attacks. And I had that that weird like body one. I was telling yeah, you about. I was trying to figure out like what day was that? Which which? It was midweek. You were like the day that everything happened. I was like, I every don't day know. was that day. I yes, just remember exactly. that in the evening, we were talking. And you're like, oh boy, I had a day, and I was like, oh, because <laughs> literally, like my body went into panic mode. Like I was oh, no. shaking, and I had like the adrenal drops, and like, oh. but there was no mental component. I wasn't freaked out. I was like, I was confused. Yeah, but... I don't know that. <laughs> And here's the thing, because it's really hard to, like, you want to contribute it to anxiety, right? Yeah. Like, but I get those, and usually I get it when the weather changes. Yeah. When the weather changes super severely, stuff starts happening. Mm-hmm. Like, Summer now watches me, and she's like, you're flushing on one side, be careful. Nice. Uh, which I adore. Like, that is, I could not ask for a better friend. <laughs> But she'll watch me and be like, um, okay, so you are like sweating, you're looking all clammy, yeah. your eyes are glossed over, you're shaking now, like... That was it. That was exactly it. Yes. So it might have just been... The weather. Massive pressure changes. It could have been, yeah. It was. you're like, starting like, to like display more movement-y things too. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. I'm, at least I'm more aware of it. Yeah. You know, like talking to you and being like, oh yeah, I guess that is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Mm. I mean, we've been in it for how many years and we're still like <laughs> discovering new things. You're like, oh, I thought that was like a normal thing. Interesting. Mm. <laughs> the ear stabbies. Yeah, it was the day I cut my hair. I cut mm. my hair, by the way. It's mm. all short now. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have pink. It's very sad. <clears throat> we'll fix that. The pink will come back. Yeah. I need, I think I'm going to take my hair and dye it darker, but I don't know. I don't know. Oh, yeah. But it's summer too. So I think you should do your pink and I'll do our blue. Oh, that would be nice. So we'll both have a stripe that we can do. I and that'll be fun. I'd be and I might that. cut it all off because I'm feeling reckless. No, don't do that. Bad decisions. Not all of it. Just like, I'm going to bring it way back up. I don't know. 
Well, you're kind of working there. You had it cut recently. Yeah. So, like, well, I and it. I was like, I'm. It's fine, but it's also bothering me a yeah. lot because it's not. I don't know. She layered it weird. I guess I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just uncomfortable in general. <laughs> uh, what tales? Oh, I had to do a lot of editing. <laughs> Yeah. I had to re-edit Austin's episode like five times because I kept missing things. And then, and then, oh my god, he messages now. me like an hour ago. He's like, "You left something in," and I'm like, "God damn it! What did I leave in?" I swear to the God, the panic. Oh, dude, it was real. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah, because I thought I left in the part where you guys were complimenting me endlessly, and I would have been you real took upset. That out. Yeah, I took that out. You little bitch. Well, it, there's a lot of dead air in there. I. <laughs> I could make it a TikTok, probably. 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 There you go. But I did it like five times. Had to re-upload it every time. Last night, I had to do the last one. Yeah, because it came out today. Mm-hmm. But apparently, I, I I left in me checking the levels, which is fine. Yeah. I, I left it in on purpose because it wasn't... Yeah. Well, and our, our sound capture was weird. It captured it somehow, but oh, not yeah, the way no, we it, thought it did. It was weird so... in a good way. Yeah. I somehow captured his audio... On my recording software that wasn't using his input. It was weird. Yeah. It was great. So bizarre. I'm happy. He comes through really clean yes. and clear. Like, yeah. I listened to part of it. I haven't finished it. But from what I've listened to, I really like it. It's a bit and longer. he likes it, which makes me happy. Yeah. I love when our guests are like, I can tolerate me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, yes, that's the goal, man. Yeah. But yeah. That was my week. Yeah. My week was like two months i don't know (laughs) yeah so let's let's see oh so yeah it was week two of having guests in my house Mm -hmm. um and that got kind of crazy and a little bit tense um there was a lot of other stuff going on like emotional upheaval wise and then there was sunday through wednesday I hadn't eaten anything, oh, yeah. anything. And then Thursday, I was like, I dry heaved for like 45 minutes and finally got something up. And it was like, the like so small, so, so small. But literally like from Sunday through Wednesday, I couldn't even look at food. Right. It was just, it was a no-go. Um, and so I vomited <laughs> and then was like, huh, I feel better. <laughs> And then proceeded to gorge myself yeah. on anything I could get a hold of. Oh, my God. So that was fun. I love gastroparesis with my forced fasts. That was... Sherbert's not in the shot, by the way. Nonsense. Poor Sherbert. There we go. Get in there. Beautiful. <laughs> um, <clears throat> for those of you listening, our studio is just stuffed with stuffies. Yes, it is. And I love it. It's great. It's just imagine little two, two little mash... What are they called? Mallows? Mallows, yeah. I don't know. The Squishmallows, Squishmallows, right? yeah. yeah. We have two little ones named Greg and, and Sherbert. Yep. And they're adorable. Yeah. Yep. Um. So, yeah. So, GI adventures, which just sucked all yeah. week long. Like, I was just so miserable, and I had, like, horrible stomach cramps. Um. <laughs> just lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. It was not a good time. And I was already, like, running on fumes two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And so... It just kept going. It was terrible. Um, let's see. <laughs> My week was just, it was a lot. So it's trying, like, backtracking, trying mm-hmm. to figure out what's going on. 
Um, you had work. Yep. I worked through Thursday, and then we were done, which was great. Um, let's see. Friday, which was yesterday. I keep thinking I'm a day ahead, too, which is not helpful. Yeah. Um, we had, like, family stuff, and I got to see my sister-in-law and my husband dance, which was a lot of fun. And they did a great job. They were very, very uh, talented on the stage. Um, oh, yeah, surgery stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was so bummed. Okay, so my left shoulder has been just super messed up yeah. to the point where, like, I know it's a surgery, a surgery thing. Right, it's the surgery pain. Yes, because it's exactly how my right one was before I had it done, yeah. where I was like, I can't lay on this side because it hurts and I can't lay on this side because gravity hurts. Right. That that's when you know it's yeah. bad when it's just it pushing itself into exactly. the joint hurts. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or like draping over mm-hmm. or and then my collarbones were like popping out and in and it yeah. was just awful. So my shoulder was out for days and so I made an appointment <laughs> for yesterday and then missed it. I slept through it cuz I suck. Oh, I've done that is oh, so, so disheartening. mad. And I was like, I've made it through two weeks of total upheaval, and this is the thing that makes me want to cry. Well, like, you were so excited about it, yeah, too. Yeah, because like, they got me in so quick. Yeah. Because I was like, I called, and I really thought I was going to need a new referral, because after I emailed my doctor, they were like, you need to have an in-person appointment. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, because his first one is just like, it's like July. Right. And I was like, I'm not doing that. There's no way. I'm not doing that. I have so little summer. I have to make the most of it. And so I just called the hotline and they were like, okay, let's see what we can do to get you scheduled. Um, was there an injury? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, nope. Here's what it is. I know what it is. I know I want to go to the surgery route. I do not want to be told to do PT or injections or any of it. We're going surgery. I would like to see a surgeon. And mm-hmm. she was like, cool. Got you. Slept through it. Rescheduled. So that's next monday that's not bad though yeah so I on mean, the 13th yeah so like a week from monday right a week from monday yep. okay so not horrible no but it was not just optimum <laughs> disheartening mm-hmm. and then i have neurology on the 23rd i think um because the the new weird pain because i'd been talking about weird pain right oh, um yeah. i think is it. spasmy yeah um yeah, because I've gone through and, like, talked about it pulls on my collarbones and it pulls all the way up into my skull and into my chest. It's horrible. Yeah, and someone saw it, right? Like, Yeah, so it was happening at work. And I was like, ugh, weird pain. And my coworker looks over and she goes, oh, my God, I can see it. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, it's got to be a spasm thing, which sucks because the spasms have just been crazy in general mm-hmm. lately. Which is not fun. The retrocollis is still, like, pretty smooth. Just don't say it. I know, I'm like, knock on all the wood. But that part has not been horrendous lately. Yeah. So I'm hoping that that will not return. But, so now I've got the neurology thing. I should see gastro, just because that was a really bad episode of gastroparesis. Yeah. Where my stomach was just like, I'm not going to empty but also, there's food rotting in here. Yeah, <laughs> but that's that one of those ate. like priority, like shoulders right. gonna impede your function daily. Mm-hmm. But well, and that's the thing, like one surgery per year until we're caught up, and then we'll have a rotation. Yeah, that's I'm coming up on my rotation for my shoulders too. Yeah, like they're starting to get bad. Right. Well, and my right one's gonna be need, needing it within the next like year or two. I've gotten a long time though. 
They yeah. said five years, and I'm at eight. Yes. So make that, it I last. think that's what they told me was eight if you're really lucky. And so you got lucky about it. But you also had, like, really good surgeon who... Oh, yeah. Um, like, went back in to one of them, right? Mm-hmm. The right the one? The right one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just time for surgery, which is a bummer. But... Um, oh, and then we both... You got to experience group with me. Mm. That was really interesting. And that's going to be the topic, really, yes. of today. So kind of intro this with me. Help me out here. So when we were going through group, because I came over here to do it because it's virtual. Mm-hmm. And so you just sat and kind of listened and you took you took notes, right? Like you were scribbling stuff like, down. Yeah, I was taking yeah. notes on my phone. Um, And then I took some notes and really it was about like, guilt and blame and responsibility mm-hmm. and um, kind of being able to sort out what kind of responsibility it is or whose responsibility things are. Yeah. Like I, I probably need to look at my notes here. Mm-hmm. So you give your take while I get those. <clears throat> my take. I can't really remember what my take was. I have to, like once I see the notes, I'll remember. Okay. <clears throat> so I actually didn't miss a week. I really thought I was going to because I had um, – uh, graduation yeah but they canceled last week because there's something with insurance where they can't service if one of the providers is out of town mm. because it has to be within colorado right so um let's see so last week was canceled so this week we got into it and it was oh it's levels of responsibility is what yeah. they called it yeah, yeah, yeah. and so it's like guilt regret grief and sadness and then for me i I'm an overachiever, I guess, in this group sometimes. And so I needed to know where shame was and I needed to know where remorse was within that. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of the the brief rundown, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about like two weeks ago. Yeah. We were trying to figure out why people need to have a reason for it to, to be, like why they would feel like responsible or have right. to blame something yes like yeah. there has to be a cause like yeah. i'm cursed right was what what she was dealing with like she felt like she was cursed yes that was one of the and i think she's the one who's been having just a really hard time in general and it's it's a lot of like i don't know kind of attributing other people's behaviors to I don't know, like a punishment of yeah. self, right? Like, I don't think she's being treated well by her family. No, <laughs> but that's, of it. yeah. And that was that like, but she wants to take it as uh, maybe I was a bad mom Yeah. instead of maybe these people are not kind. <laughs> right. Um, well, it's like you say, it's they're not doing it to you. They're just doing it. Right. Well, and I found that that's kind of been the theme of the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Has been dealing a lot with people who... It's almost like they forget that other people have just as complex lives mm-hmm. as we do. Yeah. And so our internalized like monologues and ideas and, you know, stuck points. If you've been with us the last couple of weeks, we've talked a lot about stuck points, um, which are those just like persistent things that we kind of tell ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it's the one you always go back to. Yeah. So it's like the self-talk, but streamlined <laughs> right well it's kind of like a core belief that you need to kind of work yes on. core belief is probably closer yeah to what i mean yeah yeah absolutely so i just found it really interesting because and it was terrible because the way we opened they were like check in about 
where you are with your like stuck point stuff. Right. And I'm like, okay, I've gone through a lot of stuff in the last couple of weeks, but I don't think I've had like a belief or a story about them. Yeah. I mean, last night I was able to identify one just because stuff was happening and I was like, I can't trust other people to meet my needs. And right. that is a big stuck point for me. Um, but as long as I can identify it, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's kind of irrational. Maybe you shouldn't. Yeah, no, after we found mine, um, I've been noticing mm-hmm. like it. it is something I can work on now. It's, yeah. it's really, it's nice to have this tangible idea that you can be like, okay, that. Right. And now I'm thinking that, but why am I thinking that? Like, yeah. it's. It's totally different because it's really interesting because I have a really hard time doing the sheets yeah i don't like doing the like okay what was the thing that happened what was the thing i told myself Mm -hmm. what was the feeling that went with it like i don't do that because a i don't have that thing with me all the time Mm -hmm. i don't have that thing with me most of the time and by thing i mean like the worksheet right but also i do about things i don't right generally like ruminate about things yeah like i'll you acknowledge it in the moment yes. and then kind of move on. Right. Right. So if, as long as I can catch it while it's happening, I'm in a good place. Right. But it's hard too, because people are like, I'm horrible and no one loves me. Like, right. that's, that's a big one for some of it. I'm trying to remember what some of the other ones were. I, I missed the first half, so I don't know. Oh, that's right. Oh no. I was getting My coffee. My notes were not that good. Um, but yeah, no, the same person was talking about like feeling cursed and, um, oh, it was that like they don't do blank because they don't care enough to do blank Oh, or they don't care enough about me to do blank. And so it's Ouch. attributing people's behavior directly to their feelings about you. Yeah. Which, I mean, I, I understand, but I don't get it. Right. I kind of get it. I mean, I I think I can think of a time when that would have been true. Like yes. I, that would have been one of my stuck points. Yeah, yeah. Being like, because with Jen, we've we've always had this problem where she would just not remember things. She's she has mm-hmm. ADHD, right? She didn't mm-hmm. know she had ADHD, and so I would always get frustrated with her that like stuff wasn't getting cleaned or like the way she organizes things. Yeah, it's just her brain is scattered. Yes. Mine too. So I was always taking that personally in the beginning. I'd mm-hmm. be like, she doesn't care enough about me. Oh, to yeah. Like you forgot because clear. you don't care enough to remember. Right. Yes. I mean, I got over it and then we found out she has ADHD. Yeah. <laughs> and then now she functions. It's amazing. Right. Now that she's being treated. Mm-hmm. Wow. But yeah, I get that. Yeah. That would have been one of mine mm-hmm. a long time ago. Yeah. Well, and I can, I can see that like retrospectively. Yeah. But... But again, like once you, I don't know, I feel like people, there's like an awakening moment, right? Where you start to understand there, there's, I don't know, maybe it's definable for other people and maybe it's not. Right. But that moment where you understand that like your perspective on things isn't always reality. Right. Right. Or maybe you are skewed, but without judgment. Mm-hmm. Because if it comes with the judgment, then you are so tempted to be like, well, I'm crazy mm-hmm. and I yeah. uh, like I'm irrational or people think I'm irrational. And so there's that like judgment piece mm-hmm. that maybe we incorporate a little bit, but we use it to hurt ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's the piece of that was super weird. 
What? The temperature changed really quickly, and then my body was like, you're wet. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm not actually wet. Weird. As soon as it stopped, though, I was like, I've been swimming. Yeah. Hmm. Um, But if it comes without judgment, then it's like you're able to question your own thinking. Mm -hmm. And that's where you get into that, like, metacognition piece. Yeah. Where you can go, okay, here's the thought that I'm having or that I'm, like, tempted to feed into. Is it rational? No. Right. Like, I can recognize it in the moment rather than, like, retroactively. Yeah. Like, what did I say to you yesterday? A lot of things. So many. I know. <laughs> Just abusive. I'm the worst. Um, stuck point. No one can be trusted to help me meet my needs. Therefore, I have to do it myself or let them go unmet. And then the other one was like, I'm not... I'm never anybody's priority. Oh, that was a big one, too. Yeah. The... The word never. Right. The language that goes around it. Yeah. So there's like what we're doing now. So we've we've worked on like the stuck points and identifying them and then questioning them a little bit. Yeah. But there is a new piece that goes along with the levels of responsibility that is challenging questions. Right. So challenging the beliefs based on evidence. And I thought it was really interesting how they put it in the group because they were talking about... um, presenting it as though you would to court of law yes right so it had to be absolutely factual or absolutely backed up by evidence factual evidence and so it has these like there's a list of things that you can run through so one is is it a habit or is it based in actual fact um so basically you're bringing in evidence for and against yeah um in what ways is your stuck point not including all information? So what are you omitting to feed that negative belief? Um, does your stuck point include all or none terms? That, yeah. And that would be that like never, never. should always. Um, and this is where I like to bring it back to like, because I firmly believe we don't live in should. Right. We could should away our entire lives. But we don't yeah. live in should, and there's no point. No, that's we had a big deal with the kids for a while. The yeah. like the we don't do shoulds or yeah. what ifs. Like yeah. we don't live in. That. We are in is and are right. That's that's what it is. Um, the next one was oh, in what way is your stuck point focused on just one piece of the story? So oh, yes. again, like that omission. Yeah. Um, where does it come from? Is it a reliable source? That question I found really interesting because that I think is where you can identify like who was it who was saying like whose voice is that? Oh yeah. Um, what conversation was that? I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, it's gonna bother me. Right. I'm gonna have to think about it. But, but yeah, like, like whose voice? Who is? is it? Who's who's asking that? Right. Right. So. Um, and is it a reliable source? So is that something that you've adopted that your abusive ex used to say? Right. Is he a reliable source on you and your personality and your like mm. blah, blah, blah? Um, are you confusing possible for likely? Um, based Is it based on feeling or is it based on fact? And then focused on unrelated parts of the story or a narrow lens. So they gave a couple different examples and not all of them make a whole lot of sense to me, but there was, was, what was one that one was like, 
oh, like my brother was killed in a car accident and it was my fault because I didn't make him wear his seatbelt. Right. Um, So as they were walking through it, it was like, is it a habit or is it an actual fact? Like, is it your fault that he died in that car accident? And then there was there was also an unnecessary sentence too that the we were laughing and um, smiling before like because oh, they kept yeah. bringing that up yeah. like the, focusing like, on oh I didn't make him wear his seatbelt because we were busy like yeah. laughing and having a good time yeah yeah and then like the leaving stuff out um, the police officer told you that no matter whether or not he was wearing it it the, that driver would have killed him anyway yeah end of story and then ignoring that piece right exactly leaving it out so that it is your fault mm-hmm. but it is just such an interesting concept to me to like have to have fault right like it just seems so futile yeah right like, i get that like i'm i'm the same way i i can't i don't need a reason for everything right right like Stuff happens, mm-hmm. and people do terrible things. Exactly, that's just the way life is. Yeah, but I think that has a lot to do with the, like our condition. <clears throat> like mm-hmm. it's chronic in that it's constant, but it's not the same. It's not like right. we have a trauma. Right, exactly. That's like causing the pain, mm-hmm. or so. Yeah, I got grilled in the first little bit yeah. of it because they were like, "Okay, so what was your like impact statement?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "This is so hard for me because." Like, why do I think I'm in pain? I was born. Right. I don't know. How, like, genetics. There's no reason or another. Or, like, there's no one to blame. Right. See, that? I think that's, that shapes difference. the way yeah. we handle things, though, is that right. we've accepted that mm-hmm. we just have EDS. Right. Well, and then the PTSD part is so fascinating also because it's complex PTSD. Right. Which means that we don't have a comparison for normal. Right. And that's exactly that same way. Like, um, that was the opener. That was that was when I got grilled, where I was like, yeah. with my trauma, there's no one to blame. I, well, there is. Like, somebody is responsible for what yeah, happened. But, but is it useful to blame them? No. No. Does it matter? No. <laughs> right. Like, but it's also not my fault. Yeah. Right. Like, it was not my fault that those things were done to me. Mm-hmm. Other people acted and i was impacted right so there's no like blame around that for me at least yeah it took a while i was gonna say like, like right after though how did you feel did you have any that of was that the problem yeah right because that that stuck point yeah <clears throat> it doesn't ring true anymore but it definitely did like that was a huge thing in my world mm-hmm. was that I was the problem and I was the problem everywhere I went and no matter who I was with or what it was like I was always the problem and that was the story that I kept feeding myself right. and like watering and tending to <laughs> like yeah that core belief that I like fostered was that I was the problem because I guess it is hard to like conceptualize that other people do shitty things mm-hmm. And maybe it's not related to you at all. But I think also, like, part of it for me comes from, like, having that sped lens. Yeah. Where, like... That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's fascinating to be able to see things more broadly now. Yeah. And then, like, reflecting on, I don't know, even 
five, six, seven years ago and how different it would have been mm-hmm. had we like had the opportunity for this kind of like group therapy, right? Yeah. It would have been totally different. It would have been different pre um, <clears throat> EMDR even. Oh yeah, like, definitely. All of those things have, but but I mean, and it's not that we're better at this than other people. It's that we've, you know, I don't know. I guess we're like honey badgers. We want to pick at it until we understand it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's the podcast is what we do. Yeah. Like it's, we've always done this. Right. And and we don't care. It's not like there's things we don't talk about. You know right. what I mean? We're like, well, let's that's dive exactly into it. it. Like they're like avoidance. And I'm like, nope, nope. there is none. <laughs> like I want to talk about it and make sure that it actually happened. Yeah, exactly. And we have a lot like, of that. We got to confirm that things are the way I think they went. Right. Like, right. did that actually happen that way? Yeah. Like, I'm like, did I invent that memory? Like, yeah. what? Hmm. But that's what got us started. Yeah. Was that fact checking and then. Yeah. Like checking in. And then... mm-hmm. mm. So, yeah, like, I don't know. Having each other and then. Because we, we've never been like, oh, that makes me feel weird. I don't want to, like, talk about that. No, it's like, it, it feels weird. <clears throat> Let's get into Let's it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Why does that feel weird? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or like, am I the only one who's ever felt that feeling in the world? Yeah. Oh, no? Cool. Okay. Exactly. Let's get into it. So is is the idea behind the group therapy like slow guidance to meta thinking? Does, is that what they're kind of trying is, to get to? Because like, it's not like cognitive behavioral therapy. It's like cognitive processing therapy. Yeah. And so I think it is really based in that metacognition. Right. And that seems to be the way that things are going is okay. like that metacognition. But like right now it's all about that, like guilt and that blame and that like. Yeah. Well, let's imagine that there is an event that caused our EDS. Mm-hmm. I think both of us would probably feel that we were to blame for it. For it. We'd find yeah. a way to mentally be like, oh, it's our fault. Right. Like I did something to deserve this or I. Maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like we would internalize it towards ourselves yeah more than being like oh well you know right right like yeah we've never been like let's point fingers right i guess well and i can kind of i can kind of conceptualize that because that car accident that i was in with will Mm -hmm. that was huge and messy and awful and like traumatized me for a while a good while yeah where i would have like panic attacks in cars no matter what was happening or if there was like gravel or it felt like gravel or a dirt yeah. road that would freak me out and I would go right back into it. Um, but even then, like, I don't think I was like, I didn't blame the driver. Right. I was like, that was a shitty thing that happened. I was mad at him because he didn't remember. Yeah. <laughs> and there that's... was no one for me to talk it through with. Right. There's a whole other. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to pick at it by myself and that's less productive, I think. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, that was a trauma thing. I need to talk about it. I need to, like, work through it Absolutely. verbally. Yeah. And because he didn't remember, there was nobody to, like, work through it with. Yeah. like. So I was pissed at him. Um, <laughs> but I don't think I was ever like, this is your fault. Right. That was never. Well, and you didn't need it to be. Right. It was just, it happened. Yeah. It was a thing and it happened. But I also find that I think we're more based in the present now. Now, yes. Like we spend a lot more time 
present and like I don't know just more connected maybe yeah it's all through therapy too I think yeah like our conversations and then going over the like therapy right. together and right. like we're, we're at a place where we can do this. Yes. Like, exactly. I don't think you needed this lesson. Exactly. Right. But it's fascinating to look at and see. Well, and what I really like to see is like all the things that we've done organically. Exactly. Like reflected in, in what they're teaching. That was my favorite part about listening was like right. when they got to that and we're like, Oh, we talked about that exact thing yes. like a couple of weeks ago and came to the same conclusion. Exactly. Like, yeah, it's so bizarre. And it is. It really is that whole, um, like, if it's no one's fault, then what kind of world is it where things can just happen? Right. That's scary and to then, some people. Yeah. And then she was talking about how, I don't remember what she called it, but she was talking about the just something where it's a it's a fallacy of thinking where we think that like good things happen to good people oh, yeah. and bad things happen to bad people so if bad things happen to you 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 must be bad right so it's like a just person fallacy or something like that um but again like we had trauma so young that we just we grew up knowing that the world was a shitty place <laughs> <laughs> we're like this this is a horrible place where horrible things happen sometimes there's some good stuff here too so yeah yeah but it's just yeah i don't know what was group therapy like like did you guys tackle any of these ideas through um or it was because it wasn't ptsd related as much it was mostly just pain yeah it was it was a lot of grounding and and showing people how their emotions can affect their pain and the relationship you have with it Mm mm-hmm so a lot of it also was what we were going through at the time. So like yeah. if somebody had this issue, it'd be, we would kind of riff on that and be like, that's what I want. Yeah. Like, that's, that's I loved my group therapy. I really want to get into that. Like, because this is so PTSD based also, they're very careful about like, let's not be detailed about right, anything right, right. at all. Like be careful. So at one point I just was like, <laughs> Oh, it was it was in that same opening when I was like, why am I in pain? Because I was born. Why do I have trauma? Because I was raised by a narcissist. Right. Like, that wasn't my fault that I was raised by a narcissist. But I don't remember where I was going with that. Sorry. Um, <laughs> she just wanted to say it. Maybe. <laughs> um, but I just found it so interesting that, yeah, people just need that reason. And we're like, no, the world is kind of terrible. Well, but not, what I want to do is like I want to dig deeper. I want right. to have conversations. That's what I liked about our group is that we we so say say that we had that same lady in our group. Yeah, and she said, "Oh, I'm cursed. You know, I deserve this." Then everyone would have had like a discussion about it. Like, <laughs> see, and that's what I want. Yeah. I want to get into that. I want to be able to like have people question each other's thinking rather than be kind of like hold your hand and guide you through it. Right. Right. But I think that it's also a different kind of group because some of these people aren't ready. Yeah. What was the other example where she was like, she was like, is that not the correct response? Oh, it was um, the guy blaming the government. He was a military. Oh, yeah. He joined the army. He got injured and he blamed the government. Uh-huh. And the the lady questioned it. She's like, isn't that co- the correct thought? Like, I would blame them too. Right. Like, but he made the decision like right. 
Well, and they broke it down even further than that. So we like way backtrack because when I hear like in the military got injured. Right. You're like, dude, bro, you joined the military. You made a choice. Like you knew danger was like a given. Right. Mm -hmm. But then they bring it even farther forward and they're like, okay, so the no one could have known that yes. that one thing would happen that mm-hmm. isolated incident so they isolate things even further yeah whereas i tend to contextualize yep. more yeah so i don't know if that's like i don't know if that's like a good thing or a bad thing or a neutral thing i think but it's more neutral it's just the way you view it yeah like i everything's in context for me yeah well it's like you say when you have all the information decisions make themselves yes so it's kind of the same thing like right you look at the the situation yeah. like i i i'm an observer of my life right? right like there doesn't need to be a story or an extra story right if i'm paying attention to the way it's playing out right now mm-hmm. right like i can I can go with my gut on things and be like, it's very tempting for me because I do understand people really well. Mm. And that can get really frustrating because it gets tempting to be like, oh, I know. Oh, what's yeah. I had that problem in or my 20s. I know. I know. My I early know. 20s yeah. like, I know exactly what's going to happen. Uh-huh. Or and I knew it. Or these yeah. people are all the same. And I've seen this pattern a hundred billion times God, before. God, I hated early 20s me. Fucking grow up, man. <laughs> right? You're like, No. That's not how this works at all. <laughs> yeah, bro. No. No. <laughs> but that's that's kind of where my pitfall is. Right. Is to be really tempted to be like, God, see exactly this. I knew this was going to happen. Right, right. And you're like, no, you didn't. You knew it was a possibility. Yeah, right. But no, you didn't know this was going to happen. You didn't know how it was going to play out. You didn't know how that person was going to react. You don't know what that person is thinking. Because right. it is. It's really tempting to be like, well, I know that they don't like me. Or like, I know that they <laughs> feel this way about me. Or feel they think out. these ways about me. <laughs> or they don't believe me. That's the big I feel one. feel super called out right now. She's just it's not called out. It's relatable. Calm down. <laughs> this is such relatable content. <laughs> Watch me verbally abuse my brother for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Backhanded comments. Just, you know, like some people... <laughs> It's just side. It's definitely me. I'm that person. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just, it is. It's very fascinating to be like, people need there to be a fault or Mm. a reason or somebody to blame because I think part of it is avoidance of taking responsibility. Uh, Yeah. I kind of feel like that's where they were getting to this. Yeah. That, that you, you, you are responsible for yourself. Yes. I don't know right. that they got there. No, I don't think so. But that's, I, I think, the direction that it's heading. Okay, that makes me feel a little bit better because this is like, it couldn't have been predicted at all. And it's just right. a like chance thing that's just sprinkled into the world. And I mean, there is a lot of that. <laughs> you you couldn't have known that at that particular stoplight, that guy was right. going to blow through and take you out. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, those things happen because that's how the world is should no is yeah. yes <laughs> but yeah i think there maybe there is a piece that they're getting into for the responsibility because mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll walk you guys through this real quick before we 
like move on. So the levels of responsibility start with um, like fault blameworthiness, right? Yeah. And that is attached to intended harm or an intended outcome. Okay. So you are at fault or you are to blame if you did something with the intent of hurting somebody or an intended negative outcome. Yes. And then what you feel there is guilt. Guilt comes from I did bad. Yeah. Then it comes up to like responsibility. So you played a role in um, what happened, but you didn't intend Intent. harm yeah. or intend the outcome. Then that would be regret. And this is where I was like, where does remorse live? Because I feel like regret is like, I'm sad that that happened, but remorse is like, I'm... I intended the thing, but now I feel bad about the thing, kind of. But... Right. Like, remorsefulness is like, I... I don't know. It, it does. It fits between guilt and regret, I yeah. think. So that's kind of where that lives. <laughs> between guilt and regret is uh, where remorse is. Um, and then the last one is... Um, the unforeseeable so there was no way to predict that it would happen and then that comes to the feelings of grief and sadness yeah so this is a lot of like they talked about like survivor's guilt basically yeah. it was like yeah you you didn't intend it there was no way to predict it you can grieve for it and feel sad yeah but you can't regret it and you can't feel guilty like your feelings of guilt are not well placed right um and then for me because again my like awakening in life was differentiating guilt and shame um i really had to ask i was like what can we define that please and so guilt is i did bad and shame is i I am am bad bad. yeah and i think that's where that lady lives a lot is Mm -hmm. i am bad and that's why these bad things are happening to me i feel so bad for her just hard because you're like buddy (laughs) you gotta get out of your head a little bit yeah but like i don't know a lot of it for me is that we're not special (laughs) (laughs) you you are not you are not special you are not the villain because nobody is the villain like it doesn't work that way people try their best to be their best or like they follow their own motives and yeah. We can't be responsible for what other people do or the outcomes thereof. Uh, total side note. Yes. But before we go to break, because break has to happen soon. Yes. Agreed. Um, have you ever seen Donnie Darko? Bits. Okay. So there's a scene where they're talking about uh, this like life activity. This, like how do you structure things? Like uh-huh. the, if you steal something, where does that, where did that emotion come from? So, and it's like, it's, there's fear uh-huh. and then there's love. Okay. And like, going through this kind of reminded me of that because there's some like outliers, right? Yeah. In, in the movie, Donnie Darko freaks out. I was like, you, there's, there's gray area. You can't break everything down to fear or love. Like if she steals something, she's not afraid. <laughs> he has this whole fucking tirade about yeah. it. And it reminded me of that. That's kind of fascinating actually. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that's a fascinating concept. It's total bullshit, but <laughs> yeah, but I I I'm thinking about it in context of like hierarchy of needs. Oh yeah, well of course you are. 
Because sped. sped. I was gonna Sorry. Sped brain is yeah. not active. I was like, aha. I've activated Hierarchy her trap card. needs. Dang it. <laughs> Great. Wonderful. So this is just kind of where we are in life and yeah. kind of, it's so interesting. I think it's worth sharing for yeah, sure. For sure. And it's just, it's a fascinating conversation. So if you have thoughts on this, I would love to read them. Um, you can throw them in the discord or you can drop a comment yeah if you want share share a stuck point too yes i found mine i found a couple of mine and we put them on do you want to define like what one of yours is Uh, we can give an example what was mine mine was um if i'm getting attention i'm taking it away from everyone else yep so being the center of attention detracts from everyone else around me right yeah that's a huge one like you're depriving others yeah yeah and for me it's like yeah like, I can't trust other people to meet my needs. I right. don't. I have trust issues. Hi, I'm a runaway. <laughs> there you go. I have trust issues. Wow. Breakthrough. <laughs> but they're nice. Once you've once you identified it, mm-hmm. it's something you could think on and no, notice when right. it comes up again. Right. Well, and it's so much easier to catch your self-talk and be like, "Yeah." it's so weird. Because even when I was in crisis yesterday, and I wasn't like in crisis, crisis, but feeling down, the stuck point would like kind of creep up and then the brain was like i mean you could try but that's not it <laughs> it was so bizarre to that's be cool. like i could feel that way but it's not it yeah <laughs> like you you learned to tell yourself like okay stop it that's that's not true at all yeah and you're being a little dramatic calm down <laughs> yeah yeah but it's funny when your brain can do that to itself it's a bizarre feeling yeah all right Break time, yes? Yeah. Cool. What do they need to do? Uh, Drink some water. Yes. Hydrate. It's important. Mm-hmm. Um, have a snack. You are a snack. Ah, there it is. Nah. Someone had to do it. Yeah. Uh, take your meds if you forgot. Mm-hmm. Or take a break if yeah. you're working on something. Yeah. You got to treat yourself. Even just like a short break. Yeah. Like, go get some water and stretch and see some sunlight. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. Yes. It's actually nice and warm today, so... We're going to go outside and be like, ah, oh, sun, and then burn. <laughs> It'll Pretty be much. great fun. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I think that's it. I think you covered it. Yeah. You took all the things. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good deal. All right, my friends. We will see you in just a moment. Bye-bye. Fantastic Pains now has merch. I know we've been promising it for a while, but it is here. Um, you can find our stuff at fantastic Pains dot creator dash spring dot com we have t-shirts hoodies leggings wine coolers i guess you can call them and my very favorite backpack so take a minute go check us out welcome back (laughs) how was your break did you do the things hopefully we did some things yeah yeah went outside talked sunlight it was good stuff hydrated even though, like, during the podcast, I've already had, like, a whole water bottle and then this. And then all of the... Um, you were thirsty. I was very thirsty. I am a failure. Oh, womp womp. She's um, presenting her almost full water. Or Gatorade. Yes, it is. Magic um, Gatorade. Yeah. <laughs> all right, what I'm are gonna we going to... sip on this right What are we going to be talking about? Mm. Kind of continuing what we were talking about before but um through the lens of like chronic illness and 
dealing with other people's behaviors mm-hmm. and then finding ways to not not take them personally or attribute their behavior to yourself. Right. Because, um, and you said something interesting. You said that having a chronic illness. Oh, yeah. It makes you seem, or it makes you egocentric. It, yeah, in a way. You're because, very much about yourself. Yes. You're aware of yourself. And then you project onto everyone else. Yes. So I think I think part of that is that like it's like a misdirected unchecked self-awareness. Yeah. Cuz you you have to be, right? You have to be aware of your body whether or not cuz some people avoid pain, right? Like mm-hmm. you're like, "Oh, if I do this, it hurts. I'm going to not do that." And so you have to be very hyper aware of not doing that. Mm-hmm. But if you're us, we're like, "Oh, that hurts." Oh, well. Right whatever also real quick meet fen our newest mallow in our mallow collection i found him yesterday at target and i was like oh my god he's the tail he's a fox mallow he's got a tail yes and he's cloud colored for people who can't see yes and also for some i want to say for some reason but we know the reason we're we're psychically linked somehow we had the same name in mind for this little friend i don't know why but i looked at this and i was like Fen. Fen. Because I was like, Fennec Fox. Fenrir Wolf. Fen. Yeah. Yep. All right, Fen. I'm going to send you to the dark shadow realm. Yes. Goodbye. Oof. He was reflecting too much light. Yeah, he was just so bright. Removing it from us. Anyway. We need the light. <laughs> because otherwise, you'd see how ugly we are. Men love pterodactyls. <laughs> Men hate nostrils. So... Anyway. <laughs> yes. So kind of, and I think it is, I think it's important to talk about these things, but without judgment and get used to talking about them without judgment. Right. Because when you say egocentric, that has, like, it carries the weight mm-hmm, of judgment, does. right? Like, that that is inherently bad. Right. Well, when the thought hit me, I was like, ooh, that's going to sound mean. <laughs> right. But it, I don't mean it in a mean way. It's right. not, it's just. It's not a judgment. It right. just is a way of kind of explaining that we have that weird self-awareness mm-hmm. and whether we're using it to protect oh guess what friends it's time for me to take my meds it's three o'clock um but yeah like using it as a way to talk about just the the idea that we we are very self-aware and we have sometimes really demanding needs yeah and then we have to be egocentric mm-hmm. in order to get those needs met appropriately. Yes. Yeah, that was my, my thought. Was I was thinking about it because we were talking about, what was it we were talking about? Um, responsibility. Mm-hmm. And then... Q-tip, which is Q-tip. one of my favorite principles for... This is, this is the one that I preach a lot when, um, when I'm working with kids with behavioral problems, mm-hmm. where Q-tip stands for quit taking it personally. Yeah. Because... Nine out of ten times, it's not about you. That right. explosion over a piece of gum was not about you. Right. There was <laughs> a lot of other Did they destroy your room? Yes. Was it about you? No. Mm-hmm. Don't take it personally. Um. <sighs> <laughs> and with that, I think a lot of our relationships are kind of through a filter of what you need you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have certain people that you have requirements, I guess. Right. Well, and I think it's, it kind of falls between these two areas of like, one is 
defensiveness, right? right? Having to like feel vindicated in your illness. Yeah. Which I absolutely understand because pre-diagnosis, it was like... Oh, yeah. We're chronically... Knew no one believed you. Every, yeah. Trying to prove it to everybody all the time. Yes. Even if they said they believed you, you still felt like they didn't. And right. you'd have to still continue to prove it. Yeah. 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 Oh, absolutely. And sometimes to your detriment mm-hmm. where you're like, I'll just dislocate right in front of you so that you can see that this is a real thing. Yeah. Um, but then on the other side is that like, I don't know. I want to say like self-centeredness. Okay. <sighs> And without judgment, again, without judgment. Right. Through the lens of non judgment. Come back to kind of what was happening in that group that self centeredness of like other people's behavior must be about me. Right. It must be about me because it's this idea of like burdensome, right? Mm-hmm. So if you are feeling like a burden, all of your life is seen through the lens right. of feeling burdensome. Right. And so you have that really narrow view of things where it's almost like we forget that other people are that complex, right? Yeah. You forget that they don't just exist when you see them <laughs> and that there are other factors in their lives as well. And I, I really do think that like 99% of the time behavior that we see in other people, especially behavior that we would like to con- like condemn is not based in just that interaction. Oh, yeah. Like, there's a lot to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's, to bring it back to that, like, responsibility piece, like, how do you balance that? How do you get your needs met, let yourself feel what you need to feel, mm-hmm. and then still take responsibility for your stuff? God, that's a good question. Because <laughs> it really is. You don't want to air too much on either side. Right. You want to maintain relationships. Yeah. But at the same time, you need something from that relationship. Right. That's weird to think about, too. Yeah. Isn't that just... I've never really framed it that way, but I'm thinking about, like, my relationship with Jen. There are things that I need from her. Mm-hmm. That I I do kind of self-centeredly ex- expect at this point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if, it, if we forget something, I... Initially, I would take it personally, but right. I instantly would rethink that. Right, right. Because now we can, like, identify those things. Right. Be like, and that doesn't mean that. it doesn't happen. Right. Because, like, you're like, oh, well, that was inconsiderate of you. Right. When there's other stuff going on and it's not oh, about totally. you. Like, they didn't go to the grocery store and forget that one thing you asked for. Exactly. Because they hate you. <laughs> it was a, a slight against me. Right. I'll mark this down forever. <laughs> You left out the toilet paper. You must want a divorce now. You can't control our relationship by guarding the teepee. <laughs> you will share it. Locked in a safe. Oh, God. <laughs> You're like, this is my teepee. I'm drawing a line in the sand. I don't know what's happening Draw anymore. A line in the sand. <laughs> Put a light in a cloud. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's so... Because from the lens of, like, feeling like a burden, mm-hmm. it's so hard because we get prickly. Yeah. Even thinking about it right now, like, without judgment, mm-hmm. you have to accept that there are, like, self-centered yeah. aspects that are there. Right. And Where, it's not, and, like, a bad thing. Yeah. And, I mean, you may be angry at being ill. Mm-hmm. And that is, not only is it valid, but it's not uncommon. Right. But that anger can be misdirected. Oh, and absolutely. Misdirected and punching the mic. Um, 
and and can like flood our other relationships mm-hmm. and really negatively impact those relationships. Snowballs. And then we get into this like endless cycle of they hate me, therefore I'm going to be passive aggressive. And then people are like, huh, you're passive aggressive. I don't want to be around you. And so they avoid you and, and they yeah. avoid you. And so therefore they hate you. And it just is this like loop. Mm hmm of self-made like self-fulfilling prophecy almost yeah yeah exactly yeah man i'm trying to figure out how to balance that though yeah because that's that's i think we've come to a balance Mm -hmm. both of us in our relationships at least with like our significant others like it i mean we've both been with our so's for a long time yeah it'll be 13 years right something like that Mm -hmm. yeah it's been a minute um like it it, there have to have been rough patches, yeah. Right, like where there was no communication, like it was breaking down over something that wasn't being addressed. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm trying to think of a good example because I feel like there. I, I think I have an example that's perfect for this, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, okay. Mm. I was thinking about like pre-diagnosis with the stomach issues. That was one that I felt that I had to prove again and again and again mm-hmm. because like anorexia had been thrown into the pot right and like it didn't fit it wasn't me like that wasn't what i was doing right but i felt like other people were reading it as manipulation oh yeah right uh, yeah yeah and so in order to avoid that i hit a point where i was like and and there's two ways that i kind of go on this it's either like oh okay i have no needs I will just oh that one that's be yeah well that's, and then I'm bitter because no one's fulfilling my needs that I don't have. <laughs> well, there's the ego right there. So yeah. Now I'm hurt, <clears throat> and it's you know you're you're internalizing everything. And yeah. Shut down. <laughs> right. Right. Well, and yeah, it kind of does come to that like shutting down piece. So it's either like we persist and we learn how to communicate through persistence, mm-hmm. or we shut down. And then other people don't understand your bitterness. Right. And then, again, we're back to that, like, avoidance cycle. Yeah. And it's hard because we're, like, when you're hurting, you're not trying to be prickly. No. You're hurting, and you want someone to, like, see the hurt. But when other people, all they see is, like, okay, you are, like, porcupine mode. Right. Can't get close to you. I have that problem with the kids because... (laughs) <laughs> I want them to see everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't try and hide it. Right. I want them to know what's going on with me. Yeah. But I also get really upset sometimes. Like, last mm-hmm. night, even, I was having a really... Oh, my hip, my, my hip went out. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't even realize it. I was sitting in the chair for so long, my hip was out. I stood up, it popped, and I thought it went into place. So I was like, okay, that hurt. And then oh, I jumped then into bed, stepped. and then it popped again. <sighs> like, I hit the mattress hard, and it popped into place. And then it was just Painville all night, right? Ow. They kept coming in because they wanted the VR. Yeah. And, like, the f- computer was free. And I just, I just lost it. <laughs> I was like, guys, it's my computer. You need to stop asking about the VR. I'm really sick of this. And, like, I just whole yeah. tirade. And then halfway through, I, I was able to calm down and be like, right. rationally explain it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, I, I needed space and I wasn't getting it. Right, right. And well, and it's hard to... it's. Being in pain and trying to get your shit done. Yeah. The need for space is such a hard one to communicate. 
because mm-hmm. it does come back to that like don't look at me but also hold me right like and half the time and this is this I think is important because not a lot of well people understand the I mean if you've ever been in labor I'm sure you understand because that's what I've been told it equates to knowing you need something but not knowing what it is mm-hmm. or like not knowing how you feel about something until it's happening and then having these like explosive reactions to things right. where you're like, I'm wearing a sweater and I really don't want to be wearing a sweater anymore. Yeah. Or someone's like, can I rub your back? And they touch you and you want to explode. Right. Um, that one's so hard because at that point, like you just need some space. Yeah. So like, let me figure out what I need. For what a I think minute. is funny is we started off talking about how, <clears throat> we could interact with people when they're being prickly, but in, yeah. in turn, we're talking about how we react yeah. when we're like, I like how we ended up on right. the self well, side I think of it. It does. It helps to not take it from a judgmental perspective totally. and be able to be introspective instead of, well, it's weird. Take a judgmental. second and be like, I'm self-centered. Does that make you feel good? Right. No, it really, it just, <laughs> no, it, right? I'm being really egocentric. Yep. Mm, hurts. Yep. <laughs> but, it is a part of the experience yeah. of, of being in pain and right. Well, and especially because like pain strips you. Like there's something about yeah. I don't know you. It's like when you bite your fingernails too far. I did that and earlier on the podcast. Everything you touch is yeah. no <laughs> joke. Good job. Yeah. Find the quick. But like, and then everything you touch hurts, yes. right? And then it's irritating and like. Rah. Good example. <laughs> And it's hard for other people to understand that yeah. because they don't see the like thought process or the build up to that that moment. Right. They just see the like explosiveness of that moment. I feel like that's what was happening to that lady. The the lady who was I, I don't remember what she said, but she was talking. Yeah, it was something to do with her family. Her family, and she feels like they're coming at her a certain way. Yes. But it seems to me that she has a lot going on internally, mm-hmm. and she's only seeing their reaction to her. Yes, and and taking it personally. Right. Even though it's it ha- it's probably just a matter of her needing to get something out in the open or expressing yeah. that she's in this kind of pain and needs right. this. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Well, and it's this like we only get to glimpse each other's lives through this very short window, right? Yeah, oh yeah. And you can only see a certain amount through that window. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot more outside than what you see through the window, yeah. right? So, again, it comes back to that, like, learning to communicate explicitly. But also, because when we communicate explicitly, right, we're trying to communicate, like, a need or a feeling, which is, in in essence, it is a, like, egocentric tool. Yeah. Right? But then after we communicate, if we're not met with the like appropriate reactions, yes. we have to be able to remember that they also are experiencing this mm-hmm. egocentric moment. Yeah. And then, I don't know, it's so interesting. Like things I used to get angry about. Now, I can't. Like, no, I, you see I know it. exactly what you're talking about. Like little things that, that would have bothered me in my early 20s. Yeah. Let's say I, I needed like to do something mm-hmm. or I needed a meds like if I needed a sleep meds right. and I didn't know where they were in Gen New and I asked and it didn't happen right away right I was that like was okay hang on me. and like, you're like I'm not important enough for you matter? to like yes 
but that's totally not at all what's happening. But right. I, as a at that age, that's how I would have interpreted yeah. certain things. Well, and now I think we're getting better at communicating before it becomes that moment of like desperation. Oh yeah, right. Because we're not good communicators at the end of our line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've got to be able to communicate before we get there. Right. Because once we get there, it's like anger and bitterness and desperation and frustration and usually and pain on board. exhaustion and pain and yeah. you've got this bucket of prickly feelings that mm-hmm. come out in prickly ways I, I think one of the keys to it too is if you're let's say you're dealing with somebody who's in their own stuff right mm-hmm. but you're in the middle of yours yeah. you have to learn how to meter yourself out yes out of your situation and be able to help somebody with theirs right Right. Well, that was our, my experience, um, with a few people over the weekend, Friday, Yeah, I think Saturday. I don't even remember what day it was. No, Saturday's today. Wow. Uh, it would have been Thursday, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I had worked and then all of that happened, but having to look at somebody and be like, okay, I get that you are uncomfortable and you are in pain and you're dealing with your own stuff. But you also need to understand that, like, people's behavior is not the intent you're reading. Mm-hmm. Because at some point, like, and I <laughs> I was guilty of being a little insensitive. I didn't pick up on how uncomfortable this person was. And I right. was kind of ribbing them. Because I was like, okay, you look, like, ticked off. Let me try to bring it back to levity by right. making jokes. And then, in turn, that joke was taken as, like making fun of or like mocking mocking yeah. it was it was taken as being mocking i say that like it was me it wasn't me well but yeah, yeah. you understood like but that's that's how they read it mm-hmm. right and i was like that's not at all how that was meant to be but then you have to like pull yourself out of yourself and be like oh, okay mm-hmm. wow that was i jumped to a lot of conclusions right there <laughs> but also again like metering how do you go about and this is where it gets sticky is like how do you prioritize your needs versus other people's needs i do the unhealthy thing exactly because i was just saying in in turn we just go i don't have needs exactly (laughs) what needs that's that's when you turn it off and it's all about other people and how to help them and Mm -hmm. i do that every time i I will always go that way and we are remarkable at it we are extremely good at like crisis management we are like, oh, nope, there are no needs. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, right. I can't be let down mm-hmm. if I don't have needs for people to meet. Right. Like, or if I preemptively try to meet all of my needs. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it gets complicated. But then you're neglecting yourself. Yes. And then you wind up closer to that, like, bursting point. Yeah, you come back. Well, it comes back around. Then, then when you have a second to yourself, mm-hmm. no one acknowledges you. Right. So then you're feeling, you're, you're back to your ego. Yes. Well, and it comes down to like masking and unmasking. Yeah. Right? Like, wow, yeah. Okay. Sorry. That, that just occurred to me is that like when you shut it off and you're like, I have no needs, you're masking, but you're not only masking for that person you're masking yourself oh totally right and then all of a sudden you take it off and you remember that you have all these unmet needs mm-hmm. and then you're like nobody is meeting my needs mm-hmm. that are clearly apparent right this second but we're not right until right well now. and it's all internal like yes. you're just sitting there watching tv <laughs> and all of a sudden you've you've opened the floodgates and yeah 
How how has no one noticed that I'm now suffering? <laughs> Where is it? Somebody notice me. And you're just sitting there watching TV. Yep. Just like mm. <laughs> getting pissed. If for no I reason. blink slow enough, maybe they'll pick up on it. I don't know. The pain pheromones. I've released them. I swear. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Smell my pain. <laughs> Smell my pain. <laughs> no. <laughs> I shall not. Well, I mean, I'm in pain right now, so. My pain smells better. I don't know. <laughs> this wow. is weird. I don't know how this happened. Stop it. <laughs> Pheromones. <laughs> Pheromones. It's tricky. <laughs> Can't be controlled. No. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's definitely this, like, it's like walking a tightrope yeah while on fire <laughs> when everyone else is just walking right yeah because you always have it yeah that's the problem i think that i have is that i mask too much well and i mask so much that i don't realize i'm masking anymore right that's that's what it like yeah and that's part of like what i'm trying to achieve through therapy is being able to identify needs yeah and then being more egocentric be able to you got to be more self-centered. Be a little more self-centered, but like socially aware. Yeah. Right? Like I'm good at the socially aware part, but if I'm egocentric, then it's all ego. Right. There's gotta, no like middle ground. Right. You have to figure out how to So I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm going to die right this second. Sid and Olivia. That was totally just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. I am on fire. <laughs> Deep in the shadows of my brain, it is raining garbage. <laughs> I curl up on the street. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get so sucked into your own mask that it's hard to. That's recognize. the scary part when you're when you're masking yourself. Yes. And then then you realize you're doing it. Because mm-hmm. you're like, no one can hurt me if I just wear this all the time. There's no downside, right? Right? No. Just, just forget my Ooh. needs. What needs? Blah, blah, my needs. Blah, blah, my needs. Yeah. But then it's like, you attribute that to other people. And you're like, nobody cares about me. Right, exactly. When in reality, we're like, stop trying to care about me. Go over there and stand in the corner. Show me you love me by doing exactly what I say right now. <laughs> Go in the corner and ignore me. But ignore keep me. one eye on me. But if I see you looking at me, you lose. Also, I need a hug. But don't touch me. <laughs> That's what it feels like sometimes. Like, But why are you avoiding me? It's so, it's so weird when you need affection or yeah. reassurance and you don't know how to get it mm-hmm. the right way. Right. Or in a way that, like, feels fulfilling. Yeah. Because I think we all fall into this trap of, like, if other people don't offer me affection, like, spontaneously, then they don't love you. Right. When in reality, love requested, I think, is just as valid as love yeah. initiated. Right? Yeah. It's nice to be surprised sometimes, but at the same time, asking for it and getting it is still... Yes. Still Because you're like, valid. oh, if I have to ask for it, it doesn't count. And you're like, but Not Why? <laughs> That's silly. Did you get a hug? <laughs> right. There you go. Nobody died. You had a hug. It's fine. It was a good hug. Perfectly good hug. It was a good hug. But then we can fall into that like, oh, I got a hug, but now I'm a burden because I made them hug me and they oh, hate cycle. me. It's so easy to fall into it. Yes. It really is like walking inside rope yeah. all the time. All the time. Yeah. Well, it's like we've talked about before where it's like addiction almost. Mm-hmm. Right? 
like you want to fall back into those old ways of thinking that and here's the thing usually these like these fallacies in thinking come about as survival mechanisms mm-hmm. from trauma right and we don't give ourselves credit for that portion mm-hmm. where we're like yeah we adapted all these tools that have served us well up until this point because they kept us like safe and alive and okay mm-hmm. but now we are safe and we don't know what to do with that yeah because feeling safe can feel unsafe right right like it's un you're, you're unsure Mm-hmm. Because it's uncharted territory at that point. So when you've come through trauma, it's hard to, like, you you can heal, right? Like, but it's also hard to acknowledge that maybe you're not in that same kind of danger. Yeah. That your brain and your body would like to think you are. Well, yeah, like, talking about PTSD stuff Yeah. that I didn't address until I hit 30, yeah. like, that was really hard to, like, bring it up and... And I was in a perfectly safe space yeah. when I talked about it. Like, everything was good. It just felt really hard to do. Mm-hmm. It was. It was like, I'm going to do this thing now and be completely open and vulnerable. And it's safe, but I don't trust it. Right. <laughs> like, you're on edge. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to get a little closer to and it. And now we, like, weaponize our truth. <laughs> we're like, hey, here's my whole life story. <laughs> you're what welcome. Do you, what do you want to know? Do you hate me? One time I ran through a restaurant and tried to jump over a marble bench and I missed it and hit my head on the marble bench. I tried to Superman dive, so I was like, F-f-f-f. my uh, my face was messed up. Ow. 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 The secret no one knows. Now everybody knows. Now everybody knows. There you go. One time at band camp. I never went to band camp. <laughs> like the people. Mm. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. But it is. Now we're like, hello. I'm going to be super open so that you can decide right now and I don't have to worry about what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, it's not our fucking business what they're thinking. That's true. That's very true. We don't have to be privy to other people's thoughts. Right. We should stop assuming other people's thoughts. Exactly. Well, and that's where I get stuck. Because I've talked in the past about how I will, like, be really intentional about sharing bits and pieces along the way to try to, like, curb the weirdness. Mm -hmm. And part of it is, like, self-protection because it's really awkward to have to be like, yes, I'm a dumpster fire. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry you didn't notice until just now. We've only worked together for 12 years. <laughs> I'm just now telling you. <laughs> right? So now it's like, I'll just leave like breadcrumbs along the way. Yeah. But I'm still trying to control the narrative about myself. Mm-hmm. When there probably isn't one. Right. No. There is no narrative about You're reading me. into their head and you're yes. putting in the, what you think their version of you is, mm-hmm. which you'll never know. There's no way to ever know. Right. Oh god, that's so complicated. Right? How many meta steps there are in there? Like, yeah. I'm assuming what you think of me, and you're not thinking good things yeah. because I you told the you the wrong things. Where he's like, ah, yeah, the yeah. board, and it's like all over the place. Yeah. Yes, that. Huh? Well, we could just let it go. Right. And be just, like, uh, they treat me nice. Right. Let other people be other people, and uh, we will be us. And there you go. Mm-hmm. But it's not easy, mm-hmm. and we're not experts. <laughs> We are not morticians. Nope. Not even remotely. <laughs> not even remote. remote morticians? I, was just, I knew I was going to be. I was like, <laughs> so what? Well, we could do it over the internet? 
we doing this thing? I'm a certified remote mortician. Hi, my name's Chris. I'm your remote mortician. <laughs> I will guide you through the embalming process. DIY funeral. Oh my no. god. No. Okay. She's at a point. Wow. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. But yeah, no, it is. It's it is tangled. Yeah. There is no like straight path through it all. Not really. No. A lot of trust. Yeah. The you thing that we struggle, struggle with. Struggle with, yeah. <laughs> A lot. Mm-hmm. Well, and being able to like surrender control. Mm-hmm. And that I think is hard because that's that's part of what makes us good in crisis, right? Yeah. Like we're good at like assuming control and dealing with those things. I wonder if that, this is like a total tangent that has nothing to do with this really. But I wonder if control is part of blame. Like if, if that's where she's coming from, if like blaming it gives her a sense of control. Probably. Like it's my fault. I deserve this or I, I'm, you know, or someone yeah. did this to me, but now they're in control of the situation. But I think it, yeah. Does that make sense? Well, I, it probably comes back to that same thing we've talked about with like trying not to be victimized. Oh yeah. Or admit that we were victimized. Still. Or going completely the far left of that and going like, I am the victim mm-hmm. of everything forever. Because that is its own kind of like control, right? Right. Yeah, that's complicated. That sounds complicated. <laughs> I'm just wondering if like it gets worse too as we go. Like as we get develop more problems and things get dirtier, like we're gonna have to depend on more people right mm-hmm. more on people not more yeah. people but and then you have to you're thinking more about yourself again i have a really have big like problem adjust. with like not feeling like i'm pulling my weight oh yeah that's a big one for me same <laughs> like feeling like i'm slacking or i'm putting too much on the other person mm-hmm. that really bothers me and that bothers me like in all fields of my life like i hate it within my marriage and my friendships and even at work, like if I take a day off, I feel right. awful because I'm like, oh, that means that all the things that I would be doing, other people now have to like pick up. Yeah. But yeah, people aren't thinking about you as much as you'd like to think they are. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They really aren't. Like the, the things we obsess over, people have long forgotten or barely noticed. Right. That is how it be. Right. It's a strange thing. I wish we'd come to like, I don't think there is like an overarching fix or solve or point. No, this is just exploration. Yeah. It's just being more cognizant of Mm -hmm. the way we're thinking and the way we're, I don't know, like interacting with social cues. Yeah. Because we can take them one way or we could take them the other, but I don't know. With, with... (laughs) The hill I will die on forever. Rawr. Um, with explicit communication, that it takes so much of the burden off mm-hmm. because then you can go, I'm going to take what you said at face value. Yeah. And I mean, in a way, you have to train the people around you to be like, take what I say at face value right. and I'm going to take what you say at face value. Yeah. So do not hint at me because if you say, no, it's fine, I'm going to go, okay, it's fine. Right. Exactly. The end. We're not going to play mind games. Yeah. Because it's exhausting. True. 
And being chronically ill means that you have to measure your energy differently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and emotional energy is still spoons. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's a point where we can really get to here. Yeah. Because it's, I think what's happening is that they're building something here. Yes. And then. And we'll have to see what it comes to. Right. Yeah. You'll have another session and we'll be able to In talk about that. In two weeks, man. Well, next week we're going we're gonna to have guests. Yes. I'm so excited. Returning guests. And a My new guest. Five, all right. Yes. That's going to be exciting. Yes. So look forward really to that. Cool. I'm excited. Um, but yeah, on that note, I'm going to say a happy Pride Month. Oh yeah, happy Pride Month. Because it is. It's Pride June. Month. Do you remember Pride, Pride month. month? Pride Month. Yep. Last last year. Pride Month. We had Pride Month. Pride Month. It's like bismuth. Yeah, exactly. It's one word. Pride Month. Pride Month. There you go. You taking some of that Pride Month? <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm taking my Pride Month. <laughs> Anyway. Yes. <laughs> wow. I think it's uh, time to call it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for coming along. I hope we, I don't know, explored something. I don't Join know. the conversation. Yeah. I, I, I like getting input on what we have to say. So. Right. Many voices. Yeah. In all areas. Comments so. or Discord. Yes. Yes. Or both. Both is good. Yeah. Why not both? Por qué no los dos? There you go. All right. All right, my friends. Be kind to you. Be kind to others. Take care, and we will see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.